Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about innovation, motivation, and inspiration. This is episode number 64, and today we have Ariana Tysinger as our guest. But before I get into that, I want to get into some neon news. As always, break it down for you guys. So last week, we had on Philly Slim. He is a musician. He is also the CEO and founder of No Excuses Entertainment, as well as Fathers Against Malicious Mothers and Mothers Against Malicious Mothers. So if you're curious about any of that, you can go find him on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to go check out that podcast, you can go find it over here on Facebook, as well as shortly... YouTube. We're already over on YouTube, but just in regards to getting those Neon Talk podcasts over there, super, super excited. Other than that, a few weeks ago, it was Black Friday, if you knew or didn't know. It was. And Neon Black Clothing did a really cool drop. We have a bunch of new beanies out, color-wise, style-wise, and we also dropped some cool hoodies. I'm super excited to get mine. One's a David statue with X.I's. The other one's like a eyeball with a no mouth censored literally um super super excited about that guys but to get into the meat and potatoes of the show today's guest she can bend she can twist she can dance she can sing she even shoves nails in her face <laughs> she's acted in over 50 films and currently resides in raleigh north carolina <laughs> please get your warm hands welcoming yep for our guest ariana tysinger <laughs> So, first of all, I want to thank you for your time coming on to the show and doing this. I'm really, really excited. I'm excited um, to be here. I've been friends for a while, and I'm now <laughs> getting a bunch of, like, questions that I get answered from, like, your whole life, you know? Very, very excited. Um, so, you're a model, an actress, a contortionist, you do burlesque, you do the freak show, you're even a musician, you do some singing there on the yes. side, so you wear a lot of hats, um, and I, I kind of like broke it down a little bit of how I want to talk about everything, so first yeah. I want to kind of get into acting and modeling. So you've been acting since you were nine, it's when yes. you started it off, everything, and um, I know the career really kind of took off around community college days, back when you really probably dove into uh, more of the the full theater a little bit more. You um, know more about me than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know, like, uh, so, we, you know, being a contortionist, having that unique niche, uh, when it came to getting your first uh, casting, you actually got it from putting your arm over your head. That yes. Was, that was a little trick that you did to kind of get yourself in the door. <laughs> um, was that really when you realized that being a contortionist was going to develop more of your career, whether it be acting, modeling, etc.? I knew that it definitely was something that I wanted to keep in my back pocket, at least. I didn't know that I could make a career off of it, but mm -hmm. I knew that at least in auditions, that standing out and being different was what was going to help me get forward. So it kind of reinforced, don't be the norm. Yeah. And now all of my career is just abnormal, which I love. <laughs> so, I love it too. It's absolutely, I love it so much. Um, but when you, you know, you found out about contortion, like being a contortionist, I guess being just double jointed, how old were you really when you realized like it wasn't like, this is, this isn't normal. Like this is something that not a lot of people can do. I didn't really realize it until I was in high school. I always knew that I was extra bendy, but I thought it was just because, you know, maybe I'm just young, whatever. Yeah. 
Because kids do stupid things and yeah. flail and try to fit in small spaces like hide and seek and shit. Yeah, 100%. but <laughs> but then in high school I was like, oh, this is a little too far, especially during like PE classes whenever people be stretching and do like the arm thing and they're like, make sure you don't hyperextend. I was like, what is that? <laughs> what is hyperextending? And people would look at me like, ew, it's broken. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, I was working at the state fair and they had this booth that was part of like it was like a freak show booth and mm-hmm. I, I never heard of freak shows before that and I walked in and it was just the most fake nonsense yep. of anything like a woman wearing a beanie baby costume of a snake and she had on sunglasses and her headphones and she would just look pissed off and I was just like wow that's great but they had a picture of a contortionist doing like the leg thing and then yeah. doing something with their arms and I was like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. So then selling kettle corn while working at the state fair, you know, glamorous life of being an actor. 100%. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I can make some extra income. And that's when I started doing that to bring in money. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Kind of started. No, I definitely remember those, uh, those fair attractions. They were extremely <laughs> fake. I think I went in one once. Yeah. And then I'm like yeah. a half alligator, half something else. I'm like, this is a clay model. Mm-hmm. Yep. So why, why did I spend my money here? They had like the <laughs> two-headed lamb in a jar and it was just yep. a picture of it inside of it <laughs> with like some gelatin. I'm like, come on, man. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Disheartening. That's really great. Um, so you've been in over 51 films, at least according to your I, IDBM? IMDB. I, IMDB. I, I always forget. Internet Movie Database. That, yeah, that's right. Yes. So, um, you've been in over 51 films. I mean, you've also done some writing, you've done some producing, you've done some directing. It's, you're, you've done, like I said, you wear so many damn hats. <laughs> um, being an actress over being a, a director or a writer or a producer, what do you find is the biggest difference with being in front of the lens versus being behind the lens? You get to help tell the story and the way that, I mean, of course, everyone that gets to tell the story that's in a creative field, like the director gets to tell people where they, well, like moving them and positioning them, it's more like a chess game being a director. Being a writer is just having that creative way of speaking. But being an actor, you actually have to be able to have random assessments of people just empathize with you Mm -hmm. and you only have like a quarter of a movement of your eyebrow to make them think oh that's not true so it's just being able to empathize and tell other people's stories that is why i like being an actor versus being a director but i think it'd be fun to direct yeah i just no one has ever given me the opportunity i might just make one I mean, you might as well. Yeah, you've done the writing and you've helped produce, you know what I mean? There's really not much further you have to really go. Right, just another chair. Let's make a movie. I mean, you've done a lot of shorts and I feel like short films are definitely one of your your strong suits at the moment. I know you've been doing a lot of that, but. um, one of the some of the more recent films that you've been in, uh, Interium, and then De La De Creme, and then most recently is the Sea Salt Wind and Ford versus Ferrari. Yes. When I saw that, I was <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Well, I didn't see this on her Facebook page. I'm sorry. Um, so you were a pit girl for Ford versus Ferrari for yes. Ford. Yes. How different was it being on set in that type of? film environment being a more high-end production film versus some of these short films that you've done? That's a great question, actually. <laughs> so with the short films and the independent films, like, it's it feels more airtight. 
Mm. It's more family. It's more intimate with the people that you're working with. And you get to have more creative freedom in what you're doing, even though there are still strict call times and time crunches and whatnot. But yeah. just like with, um, within Teratum, we got to have all of these people come together within, within a community and just be able to... Um, be able to use their different backgrounds and stuff and come together, but they're mm -hmm. all from Wilmington and they're all locals and it's just mm -hmm. supporting the local community versus with Ford versus Ferrari, which was just felt so, it was like someone learned your name quickly. It forgets tomorrow. And yeah. It's like, just go here, go to your walking. It's fine. Keep going. But it was still cool because I worked on it for two weeks and I got to actually talk with um, Matt Damon and Christian Bale, which was really, I mean, it's cool stories that I get to like say that I talked to these people and worked with them. Yeah. I had no idea Christian Bale was, had like a thick British accent when I met him and I was just like, that's actually how you speak? Like I thought he was just so in character, but no, it's just him. That's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it pays a lot more too, but yeah, yeah well, I can, I can imagine. So a little bit of a bigger budget. Um, right. So it's just, but it's still, it's really nice doing the independent films just because of, like I said, the intimacy and yeah, telling really cool stories. I mean, Ford vs. Ferrari is a cool story too, but it's just meant to make money and you know. yeah, it, it doesn't have that, like the, the baseline behind the story where the, you know, the short films yeah. are more, you know, community, local based stuff. Oh, I don't really know what you mean Yeah, for sure. So between everything that you have been in film-wise, what's been your favorite role that you've played? Mm. Okay, I'm going to have to say a top three, and it's really funny. Yeah, okay, no, that's fine. I completely understand. You can say top three. You listed the three favorite characters that I, or favorite films that I had the characters in. Oh, cool. Because I loved playing Death and Interatone because she was just so moody and sad, but she had such growth and development as a character. And in Dead de la Creme, I really love playing Ronnie because she got to, I was like the first of then many lesbian roles that I played because it was just fun to be in that world of just like this hard ass, but she's trying to figure out who she is and has this really powerful monologue that spoke to a lot of women and some men. Mm -hmm. And then Sea Salt One was really fun too because it was more learning for myself how to act without a lot of words. Okay. I think I maybe had a total of like 27 words that wasn't voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the movie for the entire time. So it was just me yeah. existing and people, whenever they watched it, really loved it. And I was just cool, great, new thing to try. Yeah, no, 100%, more like a silent film type vibe. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's definitely a little bit different trying to express everything just through facial expressions versus yes. versus using any sort of vocal, but, like... And then being realistic with it, too, because yeah. it was such a, it's more of a dramatic story, and if you're like, oh my god, I'm so sad, people are like, I don't believe that. Yeah, no, 100%, 100% a little, a little over that. No, that's great, that's great. Um... So aside from meeting, you know, Matt Damon and everybody else, uh, do you have a specific behind the scenes like, story that is most memorable for you? Hmm. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Behind the scenes moment that's memorable. I would have to say the backstory of Dead De La Creme, because we filmed in a house in January in the Outer Banks that didn't have running water for three days. Damn. <laughs> it only had heat working in the upstairs of a three-story place. 
and we were able to, it was so cold, we shot only at night, so during the day, and everyone's sleep schedule was just fucked, like it was just yeah. completely <laughs> bombed. So during, like, we'd sleep for two or three hours and then just explore this world in like this unplugged society, and that's how Brian and I met. And Brian and I, one day, he was just out and about, and we looked at the ocean, it was completely frozen over. The ocean was frozen over, I would never seen that. He decides to go walk 40 feet on the ocean, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, this man is going to die. We're never going to finish this film. There's no ambulance going to be able to come because there's no service out here. We're all going to dehydrate, and he's going to die in the ocean. But he's fine. So. <laughs> More, that's the, yeah. the, the ending of that yeah, story. Yeah. That story is... That's, that's beautiful. That's that's great. Um, <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. Um, so you've won a few awards throughout doing acting as well, uh, UNCW as well as one of your community colleges yes. for best performing actress, uh, 2013 and as well as 2016 and 2017. Um, what was it like for you to get those awards? What like what type of emotions went through you? <laughs> my whole my whole body man pajamas. Um, yes. Um I think for the first one I had like I had done so many theatrical shows between being nine to then at that point almost twenty years old. Mm -hmm. And throughout it was so strange because throughout high school the high school drama teacher would not cast me in anything. I auditioned for all 16 of his shows, and he put me as Ensemble in Oklahoma. Yes, good old Oklahoma. Good. Oklahoma. Oh man. I mean, it's definitely for its time and helped yeah. move theater forward the way that it needed to, which is amazing. But yeah, 100%. <laughs> still, great. <laughs> yeah, so he didn't cast me in anything, so I thought, why am I an actor? Mm -hmm. And then I went and took Alan's class, and I messaged him and asked him why he didn't cast me in anything. And he's like, oh, well, it's because you were too tall. And I was like, okay, great. Took this drama class. The drama teacher is 5'10", 5'11", and she's yeah. like, screw it. And made me the lead in the show because I auditioned for it. And she's like, well, you're good. That's mm -hmm. why you're going to get cast. Not because of your height. I also played Hamlet and Hamlet. So, like, it's Hell not because yeah. of your height, it's not because of your gender, it's just because right. we think that you can do it. And yeah. that really opened my eyes into the acting world, like, not everyone's going to cast you just because of how you look. And so receiving that award was just, it just cemented the fact that I can, I can do it, yeah. even though I'm 5'9", or have mixed eyes, or have dyed my hair red, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> no, these are things that they're hard to look over in mm -hmm. the type of world. It's a very competitive environment, Super a very competitive, competitive world. Super competitive. For sure. <laughs> I mean, man, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I think I saw that little, that little tidbit as well mm -hmm. on, uh, yeah. on your social media. <laughs> I stay up, I stay up with digging into, into people's lives. <laughs> so... Uh, aside from acting, when did you start diving more into modeling? Modeling started during my junior year of high school, which was great too. Because <laughs> again, getting like mocked growing up for being too thin and yep. being lanky and mm -hmm. always so fun. And then it's great whenever I would get modeling contracts super young and I'm like, oh, who's tall and lanky now? <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm getting paid to be it. <laughs> exactly. So that started whenever I was about 16. I signed and tried to do with different 
agencies and didn't really care for the agency that I had whenever I was younger. So then I kind of just slowed down a little bit on taking pictures. My sister loved to take pictures of me growing up. Like she, mm. she's super into photography and she would just be like, okay, go pose. And I was like, okay, cool. So it got me comfortable being in front of the camera and it got her comfortable with the camera. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful for that because now I can walk into a set and just be like, all right, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <Pose>. <laughs> yeah, and I worked with Douglas Carroll Hair Salon, did their hair modeling, and that is what integrated me into that community. So very cool. Get my hair cut for free. Yeah, you know I can't. Gets that's a hard thing to pass up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what's what's your favorite part about modeling? Because I know that you integrate a lot of your contortionism, your you know out of the box style and mindset and everything. So what kind of is like what's your main drive for modeling and the like images? Mm. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's um, not only is it the collaboration with photographers, knowing that they're getting something in their portfolio that they wouldn't have from most of the other models, but also it's a different form of self-expression that I get to just be creative in this thinking like, okay, well, what can I wear? What can I do while wearing this? Mm -hmm. What is, how can I work with the lighting? How can I work with the photographer? What style are they going for? What style am I going for? And just, I want to have this like, vast portfolios whenever I'm 96 I can just look at it and go damn I was weird <laughs> I don't want yes. I don't want to think damn I was hot or like look at that fucking like what is it g6 filter or something I want to look and be like ew that's really cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was cool that's no I love that I love that uh, that inspiration for sure <laughs> definitely it definitely spreads through the through the photos and I love that last shoot that you just did that uh, that shirt with all like the the polka dots the little like, dots too yeah. I had to sell that because I can't sit in that it was made for someone that was maybe five five or shorter so every time I'd bend over it would like the collar would just keep suffocating me and I was like Wendy I can't take pictures of this <laughs> post okay breathe. <laughs> I was kneeling for most of that shoot because I couldn't sit down. I was like, oh my gosh. The struggles of being a model. <laughs> but I did find an outfit that looks similar to it that is fully flexible. So oh, I that's can, awesome. I can actually wear it now and be like, hey, inspired by a photo that almost killed me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So.